was our anniversary this last week. It was. Said it was gonna be, and it was. We actually got there. That was such an awkward start. You know, to get to get to 31 years is quite the feat. So, I guess that's what I was trying to say. I thought it was funny. Well, we did make it the other week. Some parts of our has been an awkward start. Our marriage was kind of an awkward start. So that's not a way that was. I don't know where that came from. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, hi. Uh, welcome back for all five, six listeners that we've got out there probably by now. In other words, I could probably name you. I don't know. We're, it's, this has been kind of fun. I found myself today listening to our own podcast and finding it interesting. So at least I know that I'm enjoying what we're doing right now um, while I'm driving around doing things. And um, in the studio audience today, we have Micaiah speaking <laughs> yeah, in now and again. Going to, uh, she was in it last time. Well, you were in the first one. That's true. So um, last week was brought to you by the color pink and the number seven um, because of Rory popping in. So this week we'll have a little bit with Makai. We've got a bunch of questions to go through, Tanya, um, and I, we're obviously not going to jump on all of them. But uh, I'm the one that she just said was the one you wanted to. So. Yeah, I liked that question. Um, Makaya uh, threw it out at us real quick. Makaya, you want to reword it for us since you're in the room? Might as well tell us what your thoughts were. What my question was? Yeah. What was your question? It was for, um, this isn't, this doesn't relate to me, but I get it a lot from my friends when they feel like they are very specifically good at something in, or they don't have any specific desire to chase a career. Like what do they do with their life? What, when they don't know what to do with their life? How do you start when you don't know where you're going? Y yeah. Yes. Sure. Is that how you would reword that? I just wanted to phrase it in a cool way. Well, I'm trying to figure out how I to approach it. I would it. Yeah, just. How would you re okay, so I mean, I, I don't feel like I, I understand what she's asking because I feel like there are a lot of people out there that and I'm one of them really who kind of feel like a jack of all trades where you've done and you and I have kind of goofed off about that at times that we've always kind of been good at several things, you know, decent at several things, not really good at one thing and not driven to really be diligent to become great at one or this or that thing or whatever. Um so that's an interesting question because I think a lot of people do, a lot more people deal with that than, than they think others do. In other words, I think there's less people out there who feel really great at something than we might think. Because we see the, the few, you know, in front of our eyes on YouTube or on TV or something that are highlighted that are really great at something. But the rest of us feel like, oops, we either missed the ball because we didn't work hard enough or we... Um, Somehow we're left out of the pool of really great talents. So I don't know. I I think the first thing that comes to my mind is to still be a learner. I love learning. I've always loved learning. And I've never felt like I've been that great at things. But honestly, the one thing I've always known that I'm kind of good at is following instructions. So when, when a teacher teaches me something or tells me to do something, I, I can do that. I, I can follow instructions. That's kind of its own thing. And it's... And it is valuable, especially when you can see that just about anything can be learned. Not, I, I don't know that I will ever be an expert at this or that thing, but mm -hmm. it's fun to try new things and to go a direction. But I think, I think the question itself is wrapped up in identity. Because I feel like at the root of it is, who am I and what am I meant for? Or what purpose do I serve? Don't you think... I think that's that's fair. Um, 
but I also, I think it was kind of interesting. It just occurred to me while you were talking about that, that um, Judah kind of asked that question earlier um, when he was saying, you know, about this, his, for those of you who don't know, which is at this point, none of you, um, Judah desires to be, you know, um, in the acting show business kind of thing. He's got a talented singing voice. He's in a show right now here in Olympia um, that he gets to do his first show in the community theater. So he's the big time for local local theater. And um, but he wants to do that. So it's a matter of getting started. And part of it being at 17, he's thinking he's too late and he's not sure what he wants to do, if, if how he wants to approach it. And some of the conversation that we had around that was to put himself into a um, to be exposed to a great, great to be in the in the way, being in the business or be around people and look for opportunities as they arise. Don't have, it doesn't have to be where he thinks it would be, but to be around that kind of thing. But I think I just went to, he knows exactly what he wants to do. I'm trying to help him get there. So maybe I didn't help that at all. Um, well, what I tried to approach with him was that it's his calling. And to me, it's his calling from God that's going to ground him. Because life's going to throw you curves. It's going to be ups and downs. Yes, you're going to be really good at something one minute. But the next minute, you might not be so much. If you're a good dancer, but you break your leg, you no longer have dancing at that moment. So it's not that everyone... Could, couldn't be an expert at something, but likely life will not let you um, always be the great at this one thing, even if it happens to be a good talent of yours. So what I think is if you're grounded in, in something that's deeper, if your identity is not wrapped in actually something that you need to do or accomplish, then life itself can just keep, you go, you live, you, you have relationships, you you learn and you put yourself, like you're saying, in situations where you can get to know even more people or more um, opportunities. But your identity, in and to me, is a foundation that you work from. So if you know who you are, for instance, if you know that God created you and loves you, and, and because of his love for you has a purpose for you to influence and be an influencer for his glory and for his love to others, then that can begin your life, and that can shoot you toward okay. something that gives you grounding to wherever you end up. It so, does not necessarily point you in a direction, but your family might do that, or your atmosphere might do that. So when you're saying it's an idea of identity, I'm, just to be clear, I think this is what I think I hear you saying is, the foundation first is to know that your value isn't built in what you're trying to decide to become. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I think that's that's paramount. Um, and so, yeah, I just underline, underline, explanation point. You're right. Well, because if it's banked in your talents, many of us fail in that area. Well, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna fail a lot. And if you fail and there's and everything's wrapped up in whether or not you succeed in that, I mean, you're gonna be a wreck because your life is about finding success and failure the thing about failure and i was thinking about the subject of failure a little bit today for some reason and failure what are the what are the advantages of saying i'm a failure one of them is i'm a trier i made an effort you don't you don't fail unless you try and um and now i'm a learner because i've gone from being someone who tried made an effort i was an initiator i went out and made an effort at something i failed but now i've got some information so i can learn from that and eventually that failure evolves into, if I'm a learner truly, evolves into knowing what not to do. You know, Edison invented the light bulb a thousand times before he actually invented the light bulb. He was a failure 999 times or whatever the actual number was. Mm -hmm. I also, you said jack of all trades earlier on, and, and it, I heard somewhere this week, um, I can't remember where, 
that the original statement, so I have to look it up, but I'm because I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. the original statement was a jack of all trades, master of one. And that has been changed over the years. And, and so I have to research that, but I kind of like it because if you go into the idea and you learn a lot of things, well, it's it's about having the the idea was as I understood it, was put to men to say, or anyone really, to say, go out and make sure that you're that you're ready to answer the call, ready to answer the need when you... Um, so be good at everything? No. Be really, really good at one be, thing? Be relatively I mean, able because... to to go out and experience a lot of things. And, 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 and um, I should have brought it up without having to research a little bit more, but I heard it and I wanted to look into it more. But my understanding of it was, was to be able to do the basic things that need to be done so that you can help out and, and be useful, but then master one thing. So it's not like you're, you're because you, I mean, goodness gracious, a doctor who has no bedside manner, he has to have some psychological ability, you know, able to, to carry himself. Or if you list and a, a good husband and a good father, and those are those are several different things. I don't mean trade in the work well, sense. I mean, trade in the, okay, have a lot of skill sets. Okay, let's bring then. What do you feel like you're a master of? What do I feel like I'm a master of? Why did you bring it home? I don't think I'm a master of anything. Um... What do you think I'm true? I think I'm That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't I don't think I'm not sure that even if I was good at something I would think of myself as a master of it. So there there you might be really kind of good at something but and some people would know that and tell you that. Well you're really great at this or you might win the Olympics. Obviously you've made a point that you're pretty good at that particular sport or whatever. But I I don't like that phrase if you're changing it to a master of one. In the sense that I don't, I can't measure up to that. I can be a jack of a lot of trades. I mean, meaning I'm decent at cooking or I'm decent at parenting or I'm decent at playing yeah. piano or I'm decent at singing. But I am not really great at any of those. And probably because I haven't actually gone toward making one of those a real focus in my life. But I don't know that that was my calling. I mean, there may be some out there who it is. And I, and I, I could think of some such as... Um, an Olympic ice skater would really have to spend the majority of their life working on ice skating yeah. because that's what they're focusing on doing is, is getting to be the best of the best. But like was the question was asked us was what if you're not and you really don't see anything? Well, that means probably up to that point, the person that can ask that question is already old enough to realize they haven't given their life to anything just yet to be a master of it, you know. Judah was feeling like he hadn't started early enough to either work overtime on his cello or work overtime on his dancing or, you know, really, really great, be great, great singer because he's, he's good, but he's not polished or whatever those things. Well, if, if he kept that mentality though, um, that he could never be good enough, then that's not good either. So what I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, but he has several different talents. He can still work on those and he's, stuck, he's got a long way he can still go. Yeah. So the, the learner idea, I guess what I was trying to say earlier was, the learner idea is that you never quit trying to improve on those things. You, you never see yourself as having mastered it, I don't think, but you definitely find things that are something uh, innately curious to you and keep learning it but what i was addressing way back or in the beginning of the question was what if you don't feel like any of those you're, you're not a singer music is not you know even that interesting to you or you're not a tradesman you don't have a, a carpentry skill or a you're not technically you know you're like engineering minded or you don't have this or that very very broad academic plat you know plate or whatever but 
what if, and there's plenty out there, what if you even have kind of a handicap, something that holds you back from doing just about anything very well? Well, I know several of those people, and at least the one that comes to mind is one of the sweetest women I know, and in her, in her life, she's not accomplished big things, but she's continued on. She's been faithful. With what she's right. been given, she's done well. And the Bible talks about being a good and faithful servant. I think that's the point. We don't necessarily have to get to be perfect or, or very polished at one thing. But when talking about the talents, um, when Jesus uh, told the parable of the talents, he talked about investing. So I think if you if you think there's any anything at all you could invest in, even you know the one was the five talents, the one was the two. I mean, if you just got something that you can give at all, don't go hide it in a, and withdraw from it. Do the best you can at that thing. But in the meantime, that's not the focus. What I meant by it coming back to identity is I think we can do anything. We can be just a stay-at-home mom, raising kids who have some sort of grounding and purpose in their lives is a valuable thing. But moms usually don't feel like masters of anything. They, they're just overstressed and you know tired and and hardly have anything to show for at the end of the day no one can really notice what they're doing but if you're grounded and you've got an identity that's deep and and to me that's set in someone who loves you like Jesus loves me and I and I know this and so therefore my life starts there and it it proceeds out well then I've got something to give because yeah. I've been loved and and then it doesn't matter what talents I've got if I've been loved and can love, that is a talent in itself. That is something to give to the world. You know, that's something to do with your life. It's vague, I guess, but it seems to apply to just about anything. Then just go get a McDonald's job and you can love someone. You yeah, know? I, I think the what I wrote down is, you know, um, and w is what has been given. Um, you know, I think I was, you know, where the question was, you know, if you don't know, what you're supposed to do, how do you find out what you're supposed to do? And you said in your, what you were just saying there, you know, when you've been given this, you know, this person or that person may not have anything, but you can be content with, and then you, I heard you using, you know, parent being a mom mm -hmm. as acceptable. So, you know, and that goes back to what you're talking about with identity. First, you're a child of father who loves you in, in, in Christ. And what has he entrusted you with? What are the talents that you have? So in finding the answer to that question, first you have to find within that what is before me, what is in front of me. Um, so if you're looking to, there's there's a couple of things, that there's, a, there's a statement and a question, I guess. So there's, you start with, okay, what is before me? So in the case you used was, well, if you're a mom, you can be very fulfilled in that. And, that was, and, and you commented that that's been true for you much more than you ever realized it would be at the time when we first started life together. Um, but what about being restless in that? Um, Maybe you're in a situation and you feel like there's more. How do you know if you just stop at what you've been given? Does that make sense? Um, because there is that question of, okay, this is what's before me. I need to start with what's before me. And I think that was what I was trying to drive at with Judah. You know, he's trying to figure out where to go towards something he thinks specifically. But we were asking, well, what is in front of you? You know, what do you have right now? Um, how do it's the, the two thing is... How do you make the most of that? Yeah, so if you're content where you are, then that's probably where you're supposed to be. But what if there's something else that you're driving towards, what if you're restless in that? How do you know if that's just you? 
um, or if there's something you're supposed to, you're driving towards that you should be driving towards something more that you should be driving towards. Do you understand what I'm getting at? Yeah, kind of. Well, I think the question though doesn't sound like they're restless, but if they are, then you're right. They need to that person asking that would need to seek that out. I my, I think of my mom who was not content being a stay-at-home mom. She was always a little bit restless, and probably because eventually she was meant to work outside the home and to, to have a a career which many many people benefited from and, and she still gives that um, when she found hair care and stuff it was it was a ministry to her it was not just a job it, it was a kind of became a, a not identity really but a, a something she was known for so it was a way that she gave when I first to everyone <laughs> so I think that's one example she didn't stop she she raised her kids to where she could put them in school and whatever but she wasn't called like I was to homeschool and keep them there. She was called to go out and be among the, the working, you know, people so that she could minister to them eventually, uh, through just a, uh, her own. Which did she have? Did she have um, skills? And I think that that's important as a Christian for us being in a marketplace where we can impact people around us and you know have who Christ is in us. Um, I don't, know, for lack of a better word, be on display. We're not. It's not. It's not a showmanship. It's just a. Be an interaction to, to be use, light in a to be light in the world. But did your mom just love doing hair too? Was that just a thing that she wanted to do? Because, I mean, I it's been saved us a ton of money in haircuts over the years. Uh, but. Yeah, I think, I think she did. I don't know if it was always something she wanted to do, but I know she enjoyed caring. She enjoys caring for people. She's used it even um, many different places, and w one of the ways to touch and care for people that they usually need is that you know so it translated to that I don't know if that was always something she would have dreamt she wanted to be a singer and she was for a little while so yes, she, was. she lived quite a few of her dreams I think but um I guess what I'm trying to say is you that's still just a find a job and do it type of thing but as you go Jesus always said as also said as you go tell well so the deeper part of life is to find fulfillment in not doing, to me anyway, you know, not doing this or that job, but being. And then then after you have found some contentment in being, then go and, and do and find, like you said, find a way to apply what you know and what you've been loved with. And there's many different, I was just saying, there's many different settings for that. And some are available to us, not all are. So I think we seek out the ones that, that work for know for our setting but like we said it could even just be a job that you start at and you see if you're good at it and then if if you can be content there then stay there if you if if you can feel like you accomplished something and given something back to the world but as long as you're in that atmosphere where you are being what you have settled in your heart that you are then you can be content with a lot smaller things i guess that's what i was trying to say yeah i um you, you're doing the, you said, you made the comment that your mom was a singer for a time. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's another thing that when you're young and starting out, um, you have this idea that you have to settle what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the identity is well, important because that. if Christ is at the foundation, but you may do a lot of things in your life. You may go through a bunch of careers. You're not stuck when you make a decision. You can make changes, right? right? Well, you said something about was that her calling or was that maybe something she always wanted to do? Well, she always wanted to sing and she still, she'll sing to her grave because that's who she is. 
Um, but yeah, you don't have to limit yourself. I, I appreciate that because I think like for her anyway, um, started out as a career and could have gone probably further than it did, but God also called her to have a family, called her to, to be in a walk of life that was, you know, a smaller town and a influence in the church and um, lots of different settings like that. So that probably limited her vision of where that would take her. But at the same time, she's always been involved in singing. So some of those things are in your heart, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And they're going to come through no matter what circle you run in or no matter what job you actually have. On the other hand, some some people like Micaiah would be, their job is kind of their focus, but it's also kind of what long-term they will likely do to make money and to be, you know, to be able to give to society back uh, as well as support her lifestyle or support, you know. Well, that's, that's actually a related question. I was thinking about that, too, is, you know, the whole thing, follow your dreams. I know Mike Rowe of uh, Dirty Jobs did a thing. He said, don't follow your dreams, follow your competencies. He said, do what you got to do to make sure you can make a living. You might find and find happiness in what you do. So he kind of puts yeah, the what's that's... before you thing, and he makes a big plug for trade school. Hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, and so I'm thinking, so what, where, I want to, I'm phrasing, I'm looking at that differently. So follow your dreams. So Judah wants to be a Broadway star. Well, we, that knows, we know that he's destined to wait tables um, <laughs> because you still have to pay your bills. Right. Um, or at least he'll be doing something. Micaiah is working for a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do something in the meantime to pay the bills and, and be content with our poverty while we're young and we can. That's another thing I think that's right. important is while you're young and you don't have a lot of family concerns, just go for it. You know, don't, don't yeah. take a, you know, that's, I get a lot of um, folks will say, wow, we're really glad you support your child. I'm going, well, my child doesn't have um, a debt. She doesn't, she doesn't have um, children. She doesn't have a family and a whole lot of responsibility. So why not, you know, go ahead and make a shot at making this your living while you can in the music thing. But well, and but yes. when you, so my question is, where does where do you make the decision that you need to make the basics, then come to support mm -hmm. your family, but take care of your basic needs, and then yet still pursue a competency to use Mike Rose thing? Because if you are gifted at something, then you should pursue that. How do you how do you make that decision? I think what's weird is it doesn't apply to us. I feel like <laughs> it, <you laughs> we're know, an exception to the rule. No, but because we we're called to the ministry, it was all one thing. At least in our situation, and I would say that about us up to about five years ago when we got here, it changed a little because it's not quite now our income is not our change. love and not our yeah our career, our chosen um, calling and not chosen by us really. God God chose us, but did support us for a while and was even our income at the same time for for a while, but. I think what was neat about that, and maybe it does translate to some of what you're saying, is just like Micaiah, music is her love. She's going to do it no matter what. She would probably literally be a starving artist if that was okay because she'd be content doing music and barely make anything as long as she could literally just barely make anything. We were okay with living on love, as your mama uh, <laughs> accused us of. Many people because, have accused people of that. Because we did know that God was our source. And I think being called to the ministry is a little bit different in that way. God really is your income source. He's your income source no matter who you are. But I don't think you learn that very well unless you are in the ministry and then you're kind of just it's part of the part of the set of But doesn't that calling. go back to the skill set thing too? I mean if what's been given to you, if you're good with your hands, then that should be what you God has given you to apply 
to it'll, it can become a source of your income. Um, it would make sense that it would, right? Because that's what you've been given. Um, and to, to the underlying point of it all is we are supposed to, whatever you do, be it in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. So you're right. Everything about who a believer is, a Christian is, should be built in such a, in such a way that we are living the mantra of loving God with everything that we are and, and expressing that love to our neighbors by loving them as, as, as we want to be loved. Um, and uh, so that's going to be an underlying factor there. So figuring that out, I mean, it's, it comes back to that. You know, we're, try and fail. You know, if things don't work out, that's okay. But put your skills, you don't have to figure out. Your identity is not in what you do. Yeah. You don't have to figure out what it is today that's going to take you through the rest of your life. Some things can change along the way. Um, whatever it is that you do, make sure that your identity it will go with you, but be clear about that so that it can be expressed. In yeah, because the other, the other temptation is to make whatever you are or do your identity, and that we know doesn't work. I mean, even a singer that cannot be their identity, if it is, and that sing, singing is stripped away, they have nothing. And because they've built themselves on that, it's a destroyer of person. It's a, it's a, you know, I no longer have anything. I'm not me anymore. I'm whatever. I heard Tim Keller define an idol um, as making that which is good the ultimate good. So, so many things in our lives are good. Being a singer is good, but if that becomes the ultimate good, then it becomes that which you're worshiping, and your identity is now shifted from finding it in God to finding it in that thing that you're trying to become. And that's why so many lives are just destroyed. Yeah. Um, if you... Uh, I think that's what I mean by letting, remembering that it all comes back to the purpose you have in the beginning is that you are a creature made by a creator who loves you and and beginning there means that nothing has to to live up to that that's that's the ultimate like you just said so that everything else can be added on to that to me it takes the pressure off of needing a particular talent or a particular angle on greatness you know it means i'm loved so therefore really i go and dance mm -hmm. and then i maybe survive by trying to help my fellow neighbor whether it means literally getting just a job to pay the bills or or doing what is a skill that could survive like a farmer or something like that but the the idea is that it's not though that is not who you are that's not it's not wrapped up in that uh, because i think just a lot of especially men don't you think men have a a tendency to find a job and it becomes them that's who they are then then they have a hard time being at home being a, well, being a father being in fairness, no, that's because that. men need concrete measurements. I think men are very, are very. It's very much, very much more. I'm just so smart. It's very difficult for most men to measure spiritual success or measure themselves by a spiritual marker. And I think that's why, to some degree, what you you know people say the Bible is all about men, and then of course people say it's girl stuff. But I, but I think the reason that you find men so oftentimes tackling scriptures and dealing with it is because I think God set it up in such a way so that men were forced to wrestle with the mechanics of it so as to be able to spiritually connect. And then women, as far as being, we're not necessarily as defined, although in this day and age it's a little more than it used to be probably, by what we do. But who we are is a little bit more, maybe I could say we're a little more in touch with that maybe. Because we're nurturers and givers and emotional, uh, not not afraid or not a, 
unable to connect to our emotions, we tend to be, um, you know, I'm my identity is more about me being a mom or a, um, a wife or maybe a pastor's wife even. And that's a little closer, I think, to what maybe God would have wanted us to do and find. But that's still not my identity. I am first a child. I am first loved by God. I am first called to be his and then called to live out that, you know, that. Um, so I think it's a little bit hard to. Um, I, I don't know exactly how to answer for a college student, say, who's just even trying to pick a. Uh, pick a major. major. Remember how hard that was. Yeah, I was going to say, and for those those people who go to college out there, um, I think that the importance of college, where where it does become important, is it gives you the opportunity, like I said earlier, to be exposed to a lot of things. I think that's the idea originally behind what a liberal arts education was, was to <laughs> yeah. to not just make sure that somebody went out and learned a trade, but they also learned things that um, benefited them as a yeah, broader, broader giving them literature and <laughs> yeah. science and art, not just science or not just mechanics or not just the things that they can do a trade, but also to make sure that you're, they're a well-rounded human being. Mm -hmm. I think in our modern college system, we've kind of defined well-rounded in a very weird yeah. sense. <laughs> exactly. um, it's, it's more about finding yourselves. And I think the idea was, especially and in I, an Aristotel Aristotelian construct. It's, it's overwhelming though. And I, I, like you were talking about that guy that said, leaning toward trade school it's a lot to me a lot smarter to wait to waste less of your time trying to decide because there's a lot of of um, ways you can learn if you're literally just trying to get a skill and and make it profitable or, or make it uh, pay your bills to go to a trade school whatever if you're a learner like I am then you're going to be tempted by all the different things that you can learn and that and it's exciting and you should never stop learning so if going to that setting is fulfilling in that way, then they do it if you can pay for it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's another problem. It's but it is overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming for a lot of people, especially one like me who really didn't, I'm the same way, I didn't really have a, a focused area other than I knew I was called um, to be on mission with Jesus. I knew that he had called me to be uh, going with him, following him, doing whatever it was I was going to be doing with him. So originally, you know, I thought, that that would be probably a mission type work, but there's not very many universities that focus on that and teach you that either. Other than maybe some life skills, maybe some people uh, skills, but obviously God is the maker of us. He's also the understanding, he's got the best understanding of people. He's got the best. So to learn from him, to, to understand his ways is going to flesh out all the rest of that too from um, my from my perspective so a lot of that still gets watered down when we add all the world's quote knowledge in it too so mm -hmm. I think it can be distracting I guess is what I was saying earlier by grounding your identity is still the best place to start and once you do that I think God gives you the next steps and as you're following him those next steps become easier to find you know more clear I mean when we're talking about Abraham, Abraham and Sarah last, I think, two podcasts ago, they didn't know where they were going. Abraham didn't know what was going to become of him. He knew that God had called him, so he went. And then as it, as he went, it unfolded. God told him bits as he went. Same with like Jacob when, when um, 
his life kind of start, started out a little bit off track. He was a deceiver or something was named, right? Mm -hmm. But when he met God and wrestled with God, then he, he had a purpose. He had a, a defined moment that be, began the rest of his life, kind of. So I think when we're looking for those, I think those can sway our um, our focus, our ability to, to find the next stone in the water to step on, whatever. I think that's good. I'm out of words. I mean, I'm not out of words. I'm out of words on the subject matter. I was looking <laughs> through the... Um, is there... I mean... <laughs> seems like the world doesn't need your attention until you're in the middle of something else. I, I don't know that we want to start another subject matter. I think that this has been pretty good. We've been at it for about 35 minutes now. Um, is there uh, anything else that's... Huh? That's, that's fine. fine. I, th I think... Uh, just to wrap up this week, what are some things we need to do? Oh, we email if you want to participate. Last week I said if you want to participate in helping us pay for what we're trying to do, um, you can do that by um, going through. Right now this is a subsidiary of our church ministry, so it's illuminateolympia.org, and there's a donate link on there somewhere. And um, down at the bottom of the page, I believe. If you want to email us a question, um, for this week you can go to greg at sawyerclan.org or tanyas7 at sawyerclan.org. Either one will get to either one of us, and SawyerClan.org, that should be easy to remember because it's us, it's our clan. There's a lot of us. Um, I think I think that's pretty much it. I've already said that a couple times, so I think we can wrap it up, unless there's anything else you have to add. So, is there a summary statement? Foundation. Identity. Mm -hmm. it's all Make sure that wherever you go and whatever you do, God is the one that is in the middle of it or under undergirding it all. And we understand that as we go through life, whatever he brings our way, um, what's put in our hand um, to do, we do it with everything that we are and that we and we excel in it. And we'll find oftentimes if we can accept that, which comes in our mind, comes into our hand to do, um, we'll find great um, joy in that. We'll find great fulfillment in that. And if we're restless in that, sometimes that's a, that's a season. It happens. All of us get a little discouraged and restless at times when we don't think things are going like they should. But um, also to seek God out and see if there's something else he's trying to put before us that maybe we're not seeing. Yeah, it could either be a, a mark of something needs to change or it could be a mark of we need to change. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we need to look in our own souls and say, I heard a good thing. When something happens, the question is not just what's happening to me, but what's happening in me. Those are questions we should always ask when we find ourselves in life. And that's probably another question to deal with at more length another time. So... For now, this is I'm Greg. This is Tanya, and um, we had an anniversary. We've been married longer than we both want to acknowledge how old we are. Um, what did I say last week? I'm glad that we've been able to say we've been married 31 years. Just not so just glad that we've wish been that, older. Yeah, just wish I had lived long enough to be married 31 years. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that I spent them with you. And um, happy anniversary. Yeah, thanks. All right, that's all. Bye. <laughs>